the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Please note this. The reward Jesus will give to his servants will not be for our success or for the results we've produced. The reward will be for our faithfulness. Our faithfulness to what Jesus has given each of us to do. Whatever that may be for you. He's not looking for success. He's looking for faithfulness from us. As Christians, we live by faith in God. He is 100% reliable all of the time. God always does what He says, and He always keeps the promises He made in His Word. Today, Pastor Dan encourages us to stay faithful. If we remain faithful, we can trust that we'll receive the promise of heaven. Are we using what God has given us in our talents, gifts, and resources as though we can depend on Him? Though we cannot see Him or hear His voice, we can trust that He is there and eager and able to care for us. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Romans chapter 14 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. One day, each of us here will settle our accounts with Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 14, it says, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. We each will stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and give an account of ourselves to God. Now, the judgment seat, please don't be confused. The judgment seat of Christ is not for the judgment of our sins or to determine whether we're going to heaven or hell. All of our sins were already judged on the cross and paid in full by Jesus Christ. But we as believers... We as believers will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of our service for the Lord. We will each give an account for the talents Jesus entrusted to each of us, the goods that he has delivered to each of us. First Corinthians chapter three says each one's work will become clear For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward. So our works that we've done for Jesus Christ, we've been delivered these goods, the gospel, the great commission, you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit, we've been given everything we need 
to do the master's business in his absence. One day he will return and settle accounts and we'll have to give an account and all of our works that we've done for him will be judged. How we spent our lives for Christ and doing his business in this world and it will be determined, it'll be judged by fire to determine what sort it is. Did I do the things that I did in my life for Jesus Christ, for his glory? Was I about his business? Or was I about my own business? And doing the things that I wanted to do for me. And all of that will be determined at the judgment seat of Christ. And we will receive a reward from him for the things that we did for him. Verse 20 says, So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Notice the master does not say, well done, good and successful servant. Or well done, good and productive servant. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. The servant is commended for his faithfulness. Then in verse 22, he also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The master had the same response and the same reward for both the servant with the five talents and the servant with the two talents. They received the same response and the same reward. Please note this. The reward Jesus will give to his servants will not be for our success or for the results we've produced. The reward will be for our faithfulness. Our faithfulness to what Jesus has given each of us to do. Whatever that may be for you. He's not looking for success. He's looking for faithfulness from us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. We want to be found faithful to what God has called us to do. He's delivered his goods to us, and we want to be faithful with those goods he's delivered to us. And the goal of every believer, the goal of every believer should be to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And note also the master does not say, enter into your joy, enter into the joy of your Lord. His joy, not our joy. It's not like he's got, I think when we think of heaven quite often, we think of like all these wonderful things that are going to be there that I really like. We're going to have a big screen TV, all the barbecue you can eat. It's going to be on the beach, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's my joy. And it's probably a lot less than his joy. Right? And he says, enter into the joy of your Lord. You know, the picture he's presenting here is that the master 
has a place of joy that's his place of joy that he now invites his faithful servants into to experience his place of joy with him. Isn't that wonderful to think about? That Jesus will invite us, his faithful servants, into his place of joy with him. Not our place of joy. Not Here's the big screen TV and the barbecue ribs you were dreaming of. But he's got a place of joy. And he's going to invite us in. Let me, sh- let me show you my place of joy. Now, any of you that have kids, you've got Christmas coming up. And maybe you've had this experience too, where you ask your kids, like, what do you want for Christmas? Or are you going on a vacation? Where would you guys like to go on a vacation? And they have these really small ideas. Well, I'd like to get this or that. And in your mind, you're thinking, well, I was thinking something a lot better than that or a lot bigger than that. Or like, hey, could we maybe just go over to the beach for vacation, and you're thinking, well, I wanted to go to Disney World, you know, kind of thing. And that's how it is with the Lord. And the sense that we've got our ideas of, man, what would make me so happy in heaven? And it's so little compared to what he has in store for us. And we're not going to enter into our joy. We're going to enter into his joy, enter into the joy of your Lord, this place that he has. It's a place of his joy, and we'll enjoy that place of joy with him. And when you get there, you go, wow, I just wanted a big screen TV and barbecue ribs. I had no idea that, I, that this is what you had in store for us. And what does the Bible say? In his presence is fullness of joy. We'll experience the fullness of joy, something we can't experience in this life, as joyous as this life can be. We never experience true fullness of joy. The fullness of joy will come in the presence of Jesus Christ one day. Look at verse 24. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. This third servant, this third servant clearly does not know the master at all. He says the master is hard or harsh. Jesus is not harsh. Jesus is the opposite of harsh. His yoke is easy. He's gentle and lowly in heart. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not extinguish. The servant accuses the master of taking what doesn't belong to him. You reap where you have not sown. You gather where you've not scattered seed. The servant accuses the master of being unfair and untrustworthy. Something of a bully who steals what isn't his. And sadly, some people see God this way. They see God as as harsh and cruel who takes what doesn't belong to him. And anyone who believes this about God obviously doesn't know God at all. They don't know God at all. Jesus doesn't take. Jesus gives. He gives his own life for us on the cross. He died for us so that we might live taking our sin, taking our punishment as our substitute so that we could be forgiven of our sins and so that we could have eternal life. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the angel announced his birth to the shepherds that were out in the field 
watching their sheep by night. And the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The angel said, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I've got great news for you. The angel didn't say, be afraid, be very afraid, because Jesus is here and you're in big trouble now. The angel said, don't be afraid, because there's born to you this day a Savior. Your Savior has come. He's finally arrived. Jesus came to save people, to give his life as a ransom for many. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is undeserved favor, undeserved kindness. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. He's not harsh. He's not cruel. He doesn't take what doesn't belong to him. He was rich and he became poor so that we through his poverty might be made rich. The Bible says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness, not his harshness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness. Psalm 86 verse 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious and long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Anyone who describes Jesus as harsh or cruel, or unfair, or angry, or taking what doesn't belong to him, simply doesn't know who they're talking about. They don't know him. The third servant in this parable represents unbelievers. Unbelievers. People who do not know the Lord at all and are unsaved. Now, they may say that they know the Lord, they may say that they're a servant of the Lord, But this servant clearly doesn't know the nature of his master. The servant was afraid of the master. He says, I was afraid. So I buried what you gave to me. Bible says God's perfect love casts out fear. That we no longer have a spirit of fear. But a spirit of adoption. It says in Romans where now God is our father and we call him Abba. The servant was afraid, and so he hid what the Lord gave him, what the master gave him in the ground. And the master now will use the servant's 
own words against him and condemn him with his own words. In verse 26, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. The master calls him wicked and lazy. The true reason he buried his talent is because he is wicked and lazy. He's slothful. He's not a true believer. He's not a true servant. And he's lazy. He's just not willing to do what God's told him to do. You know, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about the slothful person and the lazy person. The lazy person doesn't go to work because there might be a lion out in the street, right? They'll just stay home today. The lazy person likes to toss and turn in his bed and sleep in like a door swings on its hinges, it says in Proverbs. They're just lazy. They just don't want to do what they've been commanded to do or do what they've been told to do. Those who truly belong to God and are born again will be about his business and be about his business joyfully. They will occupy until he comes. James says we show our faith by our works. And this third servant had absolutely no works to show. They did nothing with what was entrusted to them, showing that they're not a true servant, that they don't really belong. Verse 28, so the master said, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. Notice, the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is a description that Jesus gives, and he's given similar descriptions earlier in the Gospel of Matthew. This is a description of what the Bible calls the lake of fire. Hell will be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. And the unbelievers who reject Jesus Christ and the free gift of salvation that he offers will be cast into the lake of fire. And notice it says, the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, in the physical realm that we live in, fire produces light. But in the spiritual realm, the lake of fire, it will be an unquenchable fire, the Bible tells us, but it will be a fire that does not produce light. So there'll be the burning, the unquenchable fire, the flames, the suffering, but it will also be darkness. And you might think, well, how can that be? How can a fire not produce light? I don't know. And I don't want to find out either. I'm not really interested in knowing. So everyone in the lake of fire will experience the torment and the suffering of the fire that is never quenched, but they will also be at the same time simultaneously in total darkness. 
Now, have you ever been in just complete darkness before? It can be pretty scary and pretty unsettling. In the lake of fire, people will be in total darkness while they're suffering, and they will feel completely alone and afraid, and in the darkness, they will also hear the weeping and gnashing of teeth of the others who are also in the lake of fire. How unimaginable is that? I remember one time when I was a kid, I was very young, I don't know, I was maybe like in middle school, and I was out uh, with some friends late at night in our neighborhood, and it was super dark, and you couldn't see anything. We didn't have flashlights or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, you could hear this pack of dogs barking and heading our direction, but we couldn't see the dogs, and we couldn't tell what direction they were coming from. And I remember I was with my friend and we both like clinched each other, you know, and we just thought for sure we're going to be attacked. And these dogs just kind of came up and ran all around. But in the darkness, you could hear these vicious sounding dogs heading our direction, but we didn't know where they were coming from. It was terrifying. And in the lake of fire, there's going to be this unquenchable fire and this suffering and this torment and total darkness and feeling alone and feeling afraid. And people will hear the weeping of others and the gnashing of teeth of other people that are suffering, but they won't see them. They'll just hear them. No one wants to experience that. No one should want to experience that. And the only way to escape the lake of fire is by putting your trust in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. God has provided a way of escape. And it's through Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose again the third day so that we can escape God's judgment and so that we can have our sins forgiven and so that we can spend eternity with our Father in heaven in his house. And as we wait for Jesus Christ to come, let us be busy doing his business. He's given us the goods. You got the gospel. You got the Great Commission. You got the power of the Holy Spirit. And so let us be about his business, doing the work that he has given us to do, so that on that day, when we have to settle our account with him, and we stand before him and give an account of what we've done with the things he's delivered to us, we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. To the joy of your Lord. Wait till you see what I got to show you. Amen? Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that one day, Lord, we will stand before you. And Lord, when we stand before you, we want to stand before you with confidence. Lord, I pray that we would be about your business in this life and putting to use the goods that you have delivered into our care and entrusted to us in your absence. And Lord, I pray that we would all hear those words one day when we stand before you and give an account of ourselves. Lord, we know you're not going to ask us about our career, our education, or how successful we were, or how productive we were. Lord, your concern is for our faithfulness. Lord, we want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.